All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. I don't think I'm quite familiar with that phrase. I'll explain, and I'll use small words so that you'll be sure to understand, you warthog-faced buffoon. Go ahead. Make my day. I make this look good. You are now listening to the Movie Review Crew Podcast. Thank you for listening, everybody. This is another edition of the Movie Review Crew. I'm your host, Mike Lucas, and joining me is Shane Kronikin. How's it going? And Steve Rushlaw. How you doing? Wonderful. Wonderful. Thank you for asking. We have an excellent episode. You know that, right? Yarp. That was Always. A That's a question for you, Steve. Oh, for me? Yeah, for you. Why for me? Because the audience, the listeners, can't answer back. Oh, and, okay. and I don't like Shane. Fair. Oh, that's not nice at all. <laughs> no. But, but I just... in, in, in your defense, I mean, it is Shane, so... Yeah. Yeah, I had the pleasure of introducing. I don't. Were you online? We were playing Rocket League yesterday. And one of my coworkers was like, "Hey, you play Rocket League?" And I was like, "Yeah, dude, you're cool." Was, oh, you cool actually as, played with him last night? Yeah. Well, yesterday afternoon, and Shane was online, and it was like a ten minute roast session of Shane. It was actually pretty great. So, I mean, none of it was untrue. So, I yeah. I mean, he was probably sitting there disagreeing with it. So it's usually what he does. Yeah, you know, it's him. Anyway, we have yeah. Start off today's show by just roasting Shane again. No, what did Shane ever do to you? Uh, you know, he's just himself. Anyway, we have an excellent episode. Uh, I'm gonna kick things off by saying go to our website moviereviewcrew.com. You can always request movies right on our homepage. Uh, the entire month of January, we, we've been doing listener requests. So last week, yeah, this is it. Yes, yes. So. Uh, and we, I don't know if we've addressed this recently, but we added a listener request pick to our choosing order. So get those in there because every six picks we will have a listener request, as well as I mean, right? We just, yeah. So we're we not done in. doing listener requests. It just won't be right. all those. Right. Not every single every pick episode. will be a listener request, uh, but we do pick from them quite frequently. Have we had any uh, in the docket lately? Uh, actually, both of these were were recent requests. <clears throat> there was. Uh, the Big oh, Sick, and, and then there was Tango and Cash, right. and then we also had a request for Marriage Story to prove that Adam Driver is one of the best actors working now. Man, I need to see that. Um, he is good, though. And then I think we already talked about it, but we got a, a request for World's Fastest Indian, oh, which that, I'm not sure is yep. for Prove It Month. Uh, it just says I double-dog dare you. Yeah, so. no. <laughs> um, I have a feeling that's a pretty bad one. No, I, that was my thought based on the 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 comment. Yeah. But Aaron said it was pretty good and it has good reviews. Gotcha. I mean, uh, relatively um, good. So I actually started Marriage Story. I haven't finished it mostly because it like it goes back and forth between Scarlett Johansson and Adam Driver. Sure. And I cannot stand Scarlett <laughs> Johansson. <laughs> yeah, it's wait. Hold on. Oh, yeah, so let me uh, let me rephrase that for you. <clears throat> you cannot stand two time. 2020 Oscar nominee Scarlett Johansson. She can be whatever she wants, but doesn't mean I can't hate her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't mind her. I don't get the hate. Ever since we watched Chef, was which was like the fourth movie we did on the show, the thirtieth like movie we done on the show. I was like, yeah, Scarlett's good. I, I don't, mind don't her. find her very good at all. And and on, honestly, for me, actress Oscars are kind of. I wouldn't say lame. Well, because literally you could have 
an okay performance and still get an Oscar nom because most females aren't considered that lead well, role that not, you're talking about. Yeah, there's about. just not yeah. those roles available. Yeah. So when an actress does get in a lead role, uh, who's what's the one that's got like 30 nominations? Meryl Streep. Meryl Streep. Yeah, like, yeah. So anytime Meryl Streep's in a lead, they're like, oh, give her a nomination. You know, yeah. and I, I would I would say it's almost like a, a who's who yeah. award instead of who deserves it. But then, I mean, okay, this look at best actor. It, it I mean, yeah, that's all all that is this year. Is well, I mean, look award. at supporting actor too. I mean, yeah. this year for all of them, except there is some for best actress and supporting actress. There is some, I think, three or four newcomers to the list. So next year we should do an awards show of movies that people actually saw. You know what I mean? Like like the the movie review crew awards. We just do our own award shows. Right, like movies that people saw because no one saw the two popes. Let's be real. No. No. Nobody just, wants to. Right. No one like not <laughs> many um, people except saw Except for Aaron. Aaron like well, he, he jumped on that grenade right away. He went out of his way to watch it. It's, I don't because think because of the Oscars. It, right. If if that had not been nominated, he, there's no way in hell he would have watched. Well, maybe he likes shit movies. <laughs> well, I mean it does have I don't know if he would have watched it just for Hopkins, but I think it was definitely because of the Oscars. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. And I'm just saying, like, I think that there's some some appeal to the Golden Globes because they're, like, not as... I don't want to use pretentious. Pretentious. Yeah, no, you, you don't want to, but you're right. The, right. the Oscars there's are... A little bit. It's just so easy to see through what exactly they're trying to do. So I was at work and we were talking about award shows, and someone was like, "Well, what if like the Oscars did like fan voting and they got like a tenth?" And I was like, "Yeah, dude, they do that, and it's called the People Choice Awards." And you know what? No one watches it. Mm -hmm. No one cares about it. It's like it. It's hard to balance it. It, it Honestly, I'd I'd agree with you that the gold. I prefer the Golden Globes more just because of the categories they have. For best picture, I mean, they have what is it? Action or it's they have musical, musical or drama. comedy. Uh, 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 yeah, it, it's it's drama, I, I think action, you're onto something, something like there. The Golden Globes, it feels like, are more inclusive to all genres, all yes. platforms. Uh, well, but even they get it wrong because Get Out, that's not a musical com- or comedy. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I it's like got moments of comedy, but yeah, I get what you're saying. That it's right. not. It's not perfect. It's not a comedy, yeah. But it's uh, genres are also hard. It, I yeah. don't know. Yeah. It, 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 I think, though, the Golden Globes, like I said, they're just more inclusive. They they don't... Yeah. They still don't have a category for action, which I'm upset about. Cause of course you are. That's... Yeah. Uh, yeah. The Golden Globes is also known as, like, the biggest party in Hollywood. So... I mean, I'm just, that. I'm just trying to get there. Well, it's probably because the Golden Globes aren't seen as hoity-toity like the Oscars. Oh, look, it's the Oscars. Like, yeah, yeah. get out of here. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad you brought up Meryl Streep earlier, though. Uh, someone at work was like, I have a question for you. I was like, okay. If there was a Mount Rushmore of film, filmmaking in general, and this is the one question I'm going to pose to you guys. Just acting, right? No, just Film in general. Filmmaking. Filmmaking okay. in general. He said, I know one guy that would be on there. And I said, okay, who? And I'm thinking like Spielberg or, you know, it's like some a, a giant name. And it, yes, this is a giant name. It's just not what I thought it would be. And I kind of agree. John Williams. 
Yeah, see, and that's the Mount Rushmore of filmmaking would be difficult because you'd almost feel forced well, to to take one from each aspect. Sure, one director, one actor, one actress. And, I mean, and you know, some a composer maybe. I could I could see it. I mean, John Williams. How long has it been? Forever. Seventies, sixties. Yeah, I mean, forever. he's been around forever, and he's been on some big movies. Dude, he's been doing musical scores, being Oscar nominated musical scores since nineteen sixty eight. There's no doubt that in his, uh, in at that in composing, he's very clearly hands and shoulders above the rest. He, he's just—it's not even close. He's the greatest of all time, and it's—it's it's not a discussion. Yeah, I just I and I was I honestly I hadn't thought of that because he would probably not if he even he wouldn't of, be on mine. I don't believe, but it's it's one of those. It's You're narrowing the whole field down I mean, to four. I mean, how many? So that's difficult, and that's one that I would not have on mine, but also would not argue if yeah. I saw it on someone else's. Yeah. I mean, how many others would you put in front of that? You got actors, actresses, directors. Well, sure. You also got I'd, I'd put cinematographers yeah. on there before. Yeah, because I know Aaron would probably have Deacons. I mean, sure. Let me. Uh, he broke it down. Uh, how many Oscar wins or nominations? And an actress, frankly. Uh, you mentioned Meryl Streep. I'm assuming he might have included I her. Up, I brought up Meryl Streep because I was like, it, "Well, what you, about you?" Mar- you Mar- have Mar- to consider all actresses as, and she again, I think, is in the same boat as as John Williams. I, I don't think it's close. So I honestly, don't. Fifty-two Oscar nominations for John Williams. Yeah, yeah. That's insane. There's probably nobody even close to him. Forty-six of which are best original scores, and five are for best original songs. Yeah, that, that's yeah, that doesn't math the math doesn't add up to that, but yeah, so but it's a lot. Let's just yes, say it's a lot. It's over and, and 50. Yeah, it, it's incredible. The consistency and and just the uh, like I said, it's not close. It's yeah. not even a discussion. Yeah. For almost what? 55 years? Is that what you said? Since 1968. Yeah, I don't that's, do that's, the math. And that might be the only area of filmmaking where I wouldn't listen to other options. Actors, I might have my opinion. Sure. And but you know, I would say, okay, I, I understand if your opinion's different. I when it comes to composing, I wouldn't listen. I would just from the get go disregard any other name I, that's I mean, brought who up. would you even I put I think close people would put up Hans Zimmer, that's uh, the Danny only, Elfman, maybe. Yeah, that's the uh, only other one I could think of was Hans Zimmer off the top of my head. And I was like, and I can't name more than like four movies he did. Yeah, I, I mean, like John Williams is so far. I, and away. I'm sure there are some from throughout history that that we aren't mentioning or or don't know. But yeah, I honestly like he said that, and I was like, that is weird. But I agree. Yeah, but I, I can't like, argue. Yeah. yeah, I wouldn't include him. I I don't think. But and that's just probably because I don't notice the music as much. I'm not as sure, sure. knowledgeable about that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is interesting to think yeah, about, though. It is. I can't argue. Uh, listeners, if you have, I want to. I want to do a segment where we we do some Mount Rushmores. We should. We should. I think that'd be interesting. That would be interesting. Oh yeah, that'd make a good uh, yeah. uh, discussion. So, listeners, if you if you have a Mount Rushmore of filmmaking, or if you wanted to even narrow it down to actors, filmmakers, even even cinematographers, whatever, yeah, 
Like just as let narrow us, of a scope as you want. Let right. us know, and, that, yeah. and that, that I think you're right. That'd make for an interesting discussion. Right, I think so. Uh, yeah. so again, the, the website is moviereviewcrew.com, or you can send us an email at podcast at moviereviewcrew.com. I think also soon we're going to be uh, bringing some lists out um, to start the year. Uh, number one, I think, is going to be. Our yeah. top 50 horror movies. I did want to bring that up because we finalized that list, and I think uh, at some point this week, this is going to air on Monday, so maybe Tuesday I'll release, uh, probably release it in, in segments of 10 or, or not a bad idea. 15, and I, I, who knows. But the first part of the list will be up at some point this week. And that, that'll be top 50 movie horror movies of the decade. So be on the lookout yeah. for that. Um and also tease a couple other ones that we have that we've talked about. Uh, most anticipated of 2020. Yeah, uh, that should be in the next couple weeks. And then um, I mean, my number one's already out. Bad Boys for Life. <laughs> am I right? Hey, I, mean, I, I did hear that it is pretty good. <laughs> I'll mute you so fast. <laughs> it's not my fault. You're look wrong. At, look at the reviews. Yeah, it's surprising. People are like, "Whoa, yeah. wait, shit, this is good." <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> I think that's the critics' consensus they, on Rotten Tomatoes. They tr- they tried. <laughs> And then uh, number our third list will probably will most likely be um, our top ten movies of 2019. Mm-hmm. Uh, so be on the lookout for those three. Yeah, I think I think that one's kind of just we're finishing up uh, watching movies that we that kind of slipped past us or haven't been released yet or things like that. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, the only one I'm waiting for uh, is Parasite, which comes out on Tuesday. Yeah, same so. here. I'll, after I watch that, I'll be able to finalize my list. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up, too. Uh, our website, moviereviewcrew.com, has the full list of movies coming out to DVDs and theaters uh, that, that that we think are at least worth a watch that you might be interested in as a No, listener. it's all-inclusive because there's some things oh, that are there? I would not I, put on there. <laughs> I thought you were narrowing it down. No, he, he no, literally put everything on there. It's all-inclusive. There's some things I've never heard of and will never watch, but you never know who's interested. I am going now to go to Now if it's straight website. to action DVD... Shane's oh, yeah, heard I'm about all over it. That, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's uh yeah, so go to the upcoming page. There's a there's a page for both DVDs, uh well, home releases and and theatrical releases. So check that out. Let's see real quick. I'm just Oh, the Adams family, you want you think that's going to be a good one? Nope. Um It's pretty bad. The DVD releases really go into some some stuff that it's I I'm talking Ooh. bulletproof too. Bulletproof 2. You remember that that mediocre movie with, uh, I think it was Adam Sandler and one of the weigh-ins oh, that was God. really dumb? They Ugh. made a direct-to-DVD sequel for no reason with people I've never heard of. Terminator Dark Fate? Hey, actually, I'll see that one. Don't. Well. I saw it in theaters. But I. Don't. It's Terminator. He'll I see will. it. Don't. But I will. He loves Arnie. Everything that you love about <laughs> the Terminator yeah. is bastardized. Yeah. Just. I figure as much. I'll still see it, though. From what I've heard, it's like what Star Wars did with uh, Episode Seven. It's just fan service? It's literally just a remake of number one. Yeah. Yeah, number one. Uh, not, not or two. Yeah, but if, if it was like on a $10 budget with bad actors. And gotcha. Yeah, it's just not. I honestly like didn't have high hopes, but my brother wanted to see it, so we went and saw it. It wasn't good. It wasn't good. Anyway, do we want to get into the big sick? Yeah, sure do. All right. So the big sick, a listener request, second to last pick for the entire month. Do you have the the uh, request pulled up? Yeah, I do. It's uh, pretty 
short and to the point, Kamal Nanjani is one of the most funny people acting today. Uh, so that that's it. That's all they're trying to we're, prove. We're trying to prove that Kamal Nanjani is one of the funnest, funniest people acting today. All right, perfect. Uh, the Big Sick from 2017. It's rated R film, two hours long, comedy, drama, romance film. Pakistan-born comedian Kamil Nanjiani and grad student Emily Gardner fall in love but struggle as their cultures clash. When Emily contracts a mysterious illness, Kamil finds himself forced to f- himself forced to face her feisty parents, his family's expectations, and his true feelings. Directed by Michael Showalter, who has also done. Uh, Anything? Yeah. He was in, oh, I thought trying, you knew no, since you brought it up. Wet Hot American Summer. Yeah, I, he's yeah. one of the main characters in that. Yeah, I was like, it wouldn't pull up, and I was like, the name is familiar. <laughs> and he was Load. A, load. He was actually in a movie we did uh, a couple weeks ago. Yeah. He was literally just like, I, I can't remember what movie it is, but the guy walks into like the sheriff's office or whatever. We, uh, a movie he directed it? Or? No, Michael Showalter is in the movie. He's like the neighbor, the farmer. Oh, it was he was in uh, Signs. Oh, yeah, okay. He's just the farmer, and he's like, oh, he swung out. He struck out so much. That was Michael Show. Oh, oh, my yeah. God, that's funny. That is funny. I think everything comes full circle on our show here. Everything comes Man, that's full, a guy that uh, he's multi-talented. I didn't realize. I've seen uh, him in some things acting, and uh, to be honest, I'm not a huge fan of his. Um. But man, he writer director. That's that's insane. That's mm-hmm. he's talented. Good on him. And he kind of has a face that's very recognizable. He's like, I wouldn't say it's like he's the pretty boy, but like if you saw his face, you'd know who it is. Mm-hmm. Sure, I get it. Uh, written this big sake is written by Emily Gordon and Kamal Nanjiani. I kind of knew that this was a true story, like going into this, but I didn't quite realize that it was based off of Kamel's life, which was interesting in hindsight. Yeah, I knew none of that until... Uh, the very end? Yeah, when it started showing the real pictures. I just thought it was a movie. Yeah. I, I didn't even realize they wrote it until yeah. I... I knew, I knew it was, like, based... Like, I thought it was, like, based on a true yeah. story. I didn't realize it was pretty damn close. I had actually looked up on IMDb before and... Kind of on the IMDb, it starts talking about his wife. And I was like, why are they talking about his wife? And then I kind of put yeah. two and two together as the movie was going, that it, this is actually kind of yeah, yeah. a real-life story. It, it's interesting. The film was nominated for one Oscar, which is Best Original Screenplay, uh, written by both Emily and Kamel. Uh, the film stars Kamel Nanjiani, Zoe Kazan, Holly Hunter, Ray Romano, Bo Burnham, A.D. Bryant, uh, Kurt Holler. I think that's really it. I probably even went too far to the weeds than I should have there. <laughs> I think I'm pretty sure David Allen Greer is in there too. I don't even know who that is. The the like comedy show guy who's like is he doing coke in there? Oh, he was on very uh, very small part. Yeah, Mad TV. Yeah. Oh, okay, that's funny. The Big Sick on Rotten Tomatoes gets a 98 percent from critics. Giving it a score, holy buckets, giving it a score of 8.29 out of 10. An audience score of 88%, giving it uh, basically the same thing, 8.26. Yeah, it's got a lot of love on Rotten Tomatoes. Yes, it did. And Oscar nominated oh, yeah. for, I believe, screenplay? I said that, yeah. Oh, yeah. the original? Okay. Yep. 
Best original screenplay. Yep, Oscar nominee. Uh, critics consensus: funny, heartfelt, and intelligent. The Big Sick uses its appealing leads to cross-cultural themes to prove the standard rom-com formula still has some fresh angles left to explore. Find some negative reviews because when I see a score that high, the negative reviews interest me because I'm I'm just uh, curious from just from critics. Yes. Uh, at 119 minutes long, actually, real quick, this one is from Daniel Barnes from Sacramento News and Review. Okay, cool, cool, cool. His cool. review goes, at 119 minutes long and maybe too much of a good thing, I have rarely seen so aggravated by such a funny and heartwarming film. I don't even It may be too much of a good that. thing. I may, I have rarely been so aggravated by such a funny... That sounds like a good review. Yeah, I don't get it. I don't either. I don't understand he gave it that. two and a half out of five. Uh, from the from New Yorker, Richard Brody writes: The Big Sick suffers from an excess of pleasantness, and this very pleasantness thins out its substance, blands out its tone, and weakens its comedy. All right. Uh, from Blu-ray.com, Brian Orndorff writes: Nanjiani and Gord- Gordon have difficulty managing the nuance of their story and the needs of mainstream cinema. They come up with a picture that has a defined cultural perspective, but remains bland overall. Mm. So that's that's the <laughs> consensus so far is yeah. just blandness and too too nicey nice, I guess, and too much of. Yeah, I don't. I, buy I it. guess they want maybe they wanted it to go darker. I don't. I, I don't, don't know. Yeah, I I I disagree. I guess uh, they're if they didn't like it, that yeah. that is what it is. But yeah, I mean, there's two other reviews. I don't want to read them though. It's just yeah. a lot of reading for me, and you know how words get for Reading's me. Reading's hard. Yeah. Reading is hard. Making fun of a little kid for trying to <laughs> read. Are you psycho? <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll start this off. Okay. This is uh, this is a movie that one of my like friends back in the day when this came out was in theaters. They're like, you need to see that. They knew that I was into to stand-up and, and like improv comedy. And all these things, and like I think you would really, you know, find a fresh perspective in this movie. And I was like, nah. I, I was the exact same way that uh, I specifically remember the hype surrounding this movie and and when it came out and and uh, oh my god, this is amazing! And the writing was nominated for an Academy yeah. Award, and and I just had zero interest. Yeah, I, and I think a lot of that is because. And this is biased towards a, a genre uh, on my part, but it's a rom com. You have a hard time believing a rom com can be a legitimately well written good movie, and I just sure I couldn't believe it, and I didn't believe it, so I said, "No, no, it's, I've seen that movie. They're all the same. No, thank you." <laughs> it's movies like what's the uh, Ryan Reynolds film, Just Friends, right? Yeah, it's movies like that where it's like it gives almost gives rom rom coms a bad name. It, the the you know it's I mean? a saturated field, and they all. Feel formulaic yeah. for the most part. It's similar to to horror movies and and why they've sure. gotten the reputation sure. they do. For Action sure. movies are the same way. Pretty much everything but dramas. And people just yeah. shoehorn them into this category. Yeah, yeah. yeah for the most part, rom coms nowadays they turn into this over the top comedy where the girl's not in love with the guy, so the guy's trying to be goofy and this and that. Whereas I think this one kind of. Toes the line between romance and comedy. Well, and it felt real. Most yeah. rom coms oh, yeah. don't feel real. They feel like movies. They Dude. feel like romantic comedies. And I think, like, as someone who who like dabbles in filmmaking, all these things, it's like it's hard to write believable characters, right? Yeah. And and Kumail and Emily just pulled from their life because I'm sure 
a lot of these things happened. Like it's yeah. it's a it's above their like relationship. It's a clash of cultures. Yes, and it's and it's a fear of of like hurting people, and it's just an exploration of that. But it's, intertwined it, it, is the relationship. It really goes into a lot more. You're right. It, it goes into a lot more than just simply boy meets girl. Uh, you know, they break up. She has this illness, and, and he examines the relationship. It, there's so much more right. than than just that right. central story. There's there's an examination of relationships on all levels from from both sets of parents. Yeah. Uh, there's the family relationship between yeah. each person and their parents, and, and each person and the other parents, especially Kamal and and her parents. Yeah. There's the culture clash. I mean, there's so much more to this story. It it actually it's a legitimately well written. Both comedy and and romance movie. Um, I was going to add to that. Uh, one of the things I liked about this is the this. It's not really like an over the top comedy where it's like slapping you in the face with humor all the time. It's subtle comedy. Oh, where for like, sure. He's sitting there eating dinner with his parents, and he's like, his mom's like, "Oh, who could that be?" <laughs> and then he's like, twenty bucks," and she says. Look who dropped in. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and and this is exactly. Uh, I I know Aaron would bring this up, so I I will for him. This is exactly the type of comedy that he prefers when he keeps, you know, it's he, not he slapstick. Yeah, it's not just silly, stupid people, yeah. just kind of winging, winging it and throwing things out there just to be stupid. This is a story, yeah, and and the natural progression of that story has humor in it, and yeah. that's that. I prefer that type of uh, humor as well. I can also enjoy stupid humor, but this I think is just. It's more clever. It's more interesting to me instead of just people spewing out nonsense to be funny. Well, yeah, and as you said earlier, it's more believable. Yes, because it, it's, like, a, it's a real story. It's real characters. Right. Exactly. Uh, I, what were you gonna say? Um, kind of what I was gonna go into is when I when I saw uh, the listener request say that the, he's one of the funniest people, I was kind of going into that this was gonna be like like just friends, over the top funny, sure, slapstick comedy. But I th- I think. With this movie, it's 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 able to toe the line between romance, where like when she's in the coma, you should be like feeling sad. Like oh, my dude. wife said, if he wasn't there to be amusing, she'd probably be bawling her eyes out. Whereas he's kind of adding little hints of comedy into it, where you don't really like ever get feel the need to like ball your eyes out yeah. in this type of movie oh it, dude i, I cried and it does, I, I teared up too it does a, a good job people do that people use humor to get through yeah horrendous situations and this does that without feeling like the humor's forced or yeah. thrown in there it, it's just a that's the real yeah. way that people deal with things one of the funniest parts in this movie is right after they they all get the bad news that sh- they have to put her in the coma and it's kumail and, and her parents sitting in the waiting room He's like, well, they're in a. They put her in a, a good coma. Right. You, you know how there's right. good and bad comas, like carbs. And then and he sc- pulls out gremlins. <laughs> that that's the one that got yeah. me. <laughs> he just like there's a thirty, and, and and it was the timing of the deal Dude. because he waited about thirty seconds, and and it was just the shot of his. Yeah, I thought the silence. conversation was over, and then he just like it pops and he's like, oh yeah, gremlins, <laughs> like in this horrible situation. Yes. Yeah, that was. It was well written, and obviously, he's a talented comedian. Uh, he is a stand-up, or yeah, was—I yeah. don't know if he still does—but so he's actually o- obviously that helps when you 
he knows comedy. He knows yeah. the timing. He knows the cadence, the delivery, yes. everything. Yeah. It, it's a lot better. I think that's what helps too, is that the people involved in this are comedians in some form or another. Yeah. Uh, whereas a lot of romantic comedies, it's actors and actresses that you typically don't have a whole lot sure. of of experience in comedy, and it shows. Dude, and, and and kind of as you touched on earlier, this isn't strictly a rom com. Like this is a this is a dramatic movie. Yeah, it is. It, it, it's, it's like a, it's a lot of genres. It, it's, it's it's a perfect blend of of the trio in my opinion. Yeah, but this movie legitimately made me tear up, and it was I can tell you exactly when it happened because I was like, damn man, this has hit me right in the feels. When he's going through her, like he he's like, I'm gonna go clean up her room, and he sees the pictures. Cause at that point, it's like they were on a rocky path, and this is like pulling them together, and it's like, holy shit! And, and that seems just one of the minor details that I don't know why, but it just kind of struck me like, yeah, okay, that's what he picks up the weed in her room. I don't know if you noticed that, so I, yeah. I assume so. Her parents wouldn't know yeah. that she had weed. Like just something as silly as that's like. That such a like a minuscule task that he's doing, but it's just him picking uh, picking up her right, weed and right. covering for her, but also yeah, looking at the pictures and realizing, yeah. damn, what 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 did I have? Yeah, and See, and he was a, a surprisingly good actor, which makes sense once I realized it's because he lived this. These are these these, these are emotions that he felt, but he was an impressive actor. I, yeah. I knew the comedy aspect; he'd be. Fantastic, he always is. Sure, he impressed me with his dramatic abilities. He uh, this this script took them three years to write together, um, and he said it was like one of the toughest things that he'd written because sure. it was very like I think they sat on the script for because this happened back in like two thousand eight I think, and I think they sat on the script for like five years because they were like this is, is kind of too fresh, you know what I mean? Like yeah, I couldn't couldn't imagine going through yeah, this. I'm sure it's hard to go through rehash events like. I mean, especially when, oh yeah, being put in a coma and dealing with all this. I mean, it'd be hard to like write write about it as soon as without you got, a doubt. Yeah, I mean, I can't blame them for waiting. Yeah, however many years they did. They, they I read that they they pushed it out to uh, like the uh, studios to like, hey, like let's get this funded, and within like a day. One of the studios was like, "Yeah, all the money you need, oh, no, no strings I'm attached." Sure, I mean, it, it's an incredible, it. yeah. incredible screenplay. Um, let's talk about acting because, like, like you brought up, well, and as the listener kind of was like said, like I think this is a sort of a bad movie to like prove Kumail's like the funniest guy working in. Yeah, I was, I was, See, I, I disagree my... though because I think this is a this is a proof that I mean slapstick silly comedy. I don't want to say it's easy. I, no, I'm not saying it's easy, but it, it. it definitely is easier than injecting that subtly into non-humorous situations sure. like he does. He he balances drama and humor and makes it feel natural and real. So I think this is a, a good example of just how good he is. Sure. I, what were you going to say? I talked to my wife about this. I was like, this doesn't really seem like a great movie to try to do the funny part. But like Shane said, he's able to balance that line of drama, comedy, sure. romance. Um, whereas, like, you take a movie like Stuber, he's running around <laughs> with his... He's like a chicken with his head cut right. off. And, and again, I hilarious. Miss, yeah. Absolutely hilarious. Yeah. But 
a different kind of comedy, and I think this I think this honestly proves more than Stuber because uh, he was hilarious in Stuber, but it's just this one note character. It, well, it, you know, yeah. See, and that's that's my point though is like this this feels like a more encompassing role. Like this showcased his acting. Yeah. Like again, if I'm looking for specifically comedian comedic. I I think this is more encompassing role. I think I, I would look for Stuber. Like that's just that's I guess right. that's what I'm looking for. And I think most people would say that Stuber is funnier because you laugh out loud more. Sure. And it and comedy in itself is happy. If that makes sense, like yeah. you, you're yes. laughing. You're you, especially with when you're with a group. Everybody's having this good time, and and that's the feeling that comedy gives you is joy, happiness, laughter. This movie doesn't have that at all times. I think it's equally as funny, just in a different way. Yeah, well, I get, I get it. Um, let's talk about the other actors, actors and actresses. Uh, Zoe Kazan, she was fine. She was fine. Yeah, yeah. I, nothing great. I, I, I mean, she was asleep for most of the movie, so uh, only about <laughs> half. But well, um, yeah, yeah. I, I, they had a very good chemistry. They a very good chemistry as mm-hmm. a believable relationship. Two of the actors I really enjoyed in this are uh, her her parents, Holly Hunter and Ray right. Romano. Deborah, <laughs> like yeah, every time you see Ray Romano, you want to you think about everybody loves Raymond, but Deborah, he, he's an underappreciated actor. I th- we, he, he, his subtleties are coming in out. The, man. In the past year, we've seen Paddleton, mm-hmm. which he was mm-hmm. fantastic in, and then we watch this. I, I mean, he's starting to show. Or or I'm seeing more movies yeah, of him. Maybe we are just starting to yes. see. I think it's I yeah. think it's that because I I honestly think he's always been there, man. Yeah, like, I I agree. That's most likely it is that we are just now discovering that he's more than Dabra. <laughs> <laughs> I I will say though his characters kind of are quirky. I think the word is he's he's like he's always got this odd. Yeah, uh, I sense to him. I, I agree. His characters are are unique and and kind of like out there, oddball. But he does them in a way that makes them feel like real people with ex- eccentric. How do you, what, what eccentric? Yeah, eccentricities. Eccentricity. Sure. Yeah, that's the word. Nailed yeah. it. Uh, but they they feel like odd humans. They still feel like humans. Sure. Well, yeah, and I wanted to sidetrack just a second. Um, we talked. I don't know if it was last week. I went when it was an actor that might win a like a, a Oscar in five years. He that's a good Ray one. Romano's that's a good on, one. A, on a good streak. He's street. doing more dramatic he's, things. Yes, yeah, you're right. He is on a good streak. Also, so far. I I found it funny that his the humor from his character is wrapped in the fact that he's not funny. <laughs> and for a comedian to be able Dude, to pull that off, yeah. I think is is. Very, very good because he he's throwing out these dad jokes and and he's so a he's legitimately not funny, but that makes him hilarious. <laughs> so a giraffe walks into a bar and he and he orders a highball. Oh man, that, that, yeah, that, <laughs> that's it. That's it. <laughs> For him to pull that off, because uh, his jokes legitimately are not funny, no, no. Uh, but he he makes him not funny in a way that is hilarious, and yeah. that's that's not easy to do like i think kind of as you said like the relationship between zoe or yeah zoe kavan and and kamel like they worked but then also his relationship with the parents yes like 
I, I that I think is is half of the character building is when they're eating lunch together. Yeah. And Raymond is like, no, come, just come. Like he, Holly Hunter's character, I don't even remember Beth. Beth is yeah. just just hates Kumail, and I get it. I get it. Like I don't no, know. She's I, fiery, man. <laughs> I liked right. her in this it's movie. Also, it's also kind of how life in general is. Uh, daughters and mothers. Yeah. S- give more information to each other. Where yeah. like. The dad, as Ray Romano, is probably like, you hate, she's probably like, you hate this guy. And he's like, okay, why? Well, Not I, knowing what's going on, but I like. I don't even think it's that. I think that, like, uh, Beth is just wrapped up in everything with his daughter. And yeah. he, he wants an escape, with like, which is why they go to the comedy show in the first place. Like, this is, this is how intricate this story is, is even when they're at lunch, Ray Romano realizes that we all need an escape. And like Kumail's just there to help. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's 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 the whole thing, man. This and it's all well written. It's all it all feels real. It, I mean, because it is that helps. Uh, sure. But it's also how how difficult. I mean, you you could sit there and say, well, how how hard is it to write a, a real life story? You lived it. Well, okay, but you're also making it. You're writing the dialogue to feel natural. You're yes. writing the characters to feel natural. You're you're streamlining events to make it still feel cinematic. For sure. Uh, which the the negative reviews said that they felt like it yeah. wore out its welcome, but I didn't feel that at all. No. I, I I honestly didn't feel like this was two hours long. I I didn't either. I didn't either. Uh, yeah. I, I will say Amazon kind of screwed me though. Uh-oh. Like it's free on Amazon. Yeah. Right with Amazon Prime, and I watched it and. Like I just watched the regular HD version, and it kept giving me a buffer every like five minutes hmm. for the first like hour. And I was like, "All right, I'm not doing this." Then I was like, "You know what? There's a second version, the Ultra HD version. I'll just try that one." Played fine. I'm wondering if they're sabotaging <laughs> the non-Ultra HD version. I was wa- that one free? I, yeah, they're I both wa- free. Well, then I why watched- didn't you pick that one first? I watched the regular. I watched this on like a tube TV. Let's be real. Fair. <laughs> I watched, you watched it on your phone with headphones? Yes, I'm McNeil. <laughs> yeah, I watched it on Amazon as well with the the regular one, and I didn't have any issues with really? it, so it could have just been uh, yeah. the time but you my, were playing it Amazon might be having issues because uh, Aaron's, oh. we're going to bring this up next Tango week. Tango and Cash, yeah. No, he Thursday. Was, yeah, yeah, sorry, Thursday. It, he was did like a demon sending text shitting on the editing of the movie, and, and I'm watching the movie thinking... That's not in my version. What did you? Because I watched it on DVD. I own it, but his was having issues on Amazon. So maybe it's Amazon. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Sorry, that was a derailment. Yeah, a little, a little tangent. But, but it, what um, else do we want to talk about? We could talk about sticking on acting. Camille's uh, parents. Um, I thought they were pretty good in this. Dude, uh, the I mom, thought the entire family was. The mom. Oh, the brother was funny. Mm-hmm. Pretty good too. Um, I, I can't think of a bad part in like. I think acting is the worst part of this movie, and that's a high bar. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I think it. I think it feels. I think it. The acting feels, um, okay in the sense that it's not so showy. Every yes. everything about this movie is is subtle and and intended to feel real, and I I, yes. I love that. Yes. So in improv, there's a game called Oscar-winning moment where it's literally like. 
All right. <laughs> it's just over the top. Yeah, ex- like, exactly. It, like, it's basically channeling your... Right. The host will yell out, Oscar winning... And whatever the hell you were going to say, you have to say that in like... You have to be Leo and, and just beg for the Oscar exactly. and overact your ass And there's off. nothing like that in this. No. And it's fantastic. I was expecting it, honestly. Because, right. I mean, if any situation lends for somebody to go over the top, I mean, right. his girlfriend or their daughter is yeah. in a coma. And right, right. The the only thing I really had like an issue with, and I wouldn't really call it an issue, it was just kind of, I don't know, felt dry, and I think that's kind of how it was supposed to be. Was his one man show, oh, where he's talking about <laughs> Pakistan yeah. and like going into like everything, like ex- Pakistan is this completely <laughs> intentional though, because oh, it was yeah. supposed to be like the worst thing on the planet, <laughs> and it was. <laughs> I'm wondering if that got cut in like the. I bet they filmed more to that because it, c- it did seem. It could be because, I mean, they could have gone, like, hours with that, just yeah, him yeah. saying stuff about Pakistan and where he grew up. And well, yeah, and I, like, so this movie did, and again, a, a, I don't know what the word is, but, like, bravo to their writing. Like, they did such a, a phenomenal job character arcing, and then, like, even object arcing, if that's a thing, because, like, at one point... Ray Romano, I think, asked, like, well, what movie did your parents see on their first date? Right. And he doesn't know. And then, like, the last thing that he talks to his parents about is that small thing. It's something you forgot about as yeah, the viewer. And, and that mo- even that moment is not like a, oh, this huge moment. It's just like, oh, that's the thing I should know, and I'm interested now because I have gone through this arc right. type of deal. It's yes. not, it's not yes. overblown. So, and, and that's the one thing that I was thinking about is, like, the only arc we get with his one-man show is that she says, I wish I would have seen more of you in it, and you see him putting pictures of him in his slide mm-hmm. deck. That's the only thing. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering if there was more to it, and, and they cut for time's sake. That or could something. be. I mean, because it was already two hours at, at yeah. this point. No, yeah. but uh, and that that does bring me to a gripe of mine, and not oh. not a huge one. The and and this is just a thing I notice in movies, and I think I know why. Stand up comedy doesn't seem funny when they put it in movies and i think it's because they show clips and snippets and yes. stand-up comedy shows are designed to be just that a show with a beginning middle and end and a journey that you take sure. with this stand-up yes. comedian yeah. and all we're getting is clips of basically one-line jokes yes and it just yes. it doesn't work in movies it's not funny well a lot of times it doesn't work well, in movies because it's well, not funny people doing it. well you talk about movies about stand-up comedies you look at uh the movie funny people yeah. That movie's not funny at all, just because, uh, I agree, it's just little snippets of their comedy, what? whereas what I enjoyed more of the stand-up comedy is when they're like backstage making, yes. making fun yes. of the other when guys. they're not standing up. When it, it, and I, I think a lot of it boils down to Mike's theory, which I think he is 100% correct Ooh, on. Ooh, mark it down! <laughs> comedy is always funnier with groups. And yep. that's part oh, of stand-up sure. is that you are with this group and you're interacting Dude. not only with this person on stage, but with the entire group. And and part of that is we're watching a stand-up comedian yeah. alone in our living room. So that is funny. I have I have uh, somewhat of a theory about this as well. Like, if you have a captive audience, right? They are they they have strict rules in comedy places like put your phone away, blah, 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 be nice. Right. But like they are all paying attention to you, right? And yeah, you get your hecklers and your a-holes that just try to ruin the show for for whatever reason. But you have a captive audience. 
I think if if you don't have a full room, what you should honestly do, pull the chairs, the excess chairs out of the room. That may, it makes it feel mm-hmm. a little more intimate, a little more feel like full. Right, exactly. Because like half, if you watch people's faces when they're watching comedy, they're looking mm-hmm. for other people's reactions. Well, that's you watch a you watch a stand up on TV. What do they do to to make you feel part of that? They do crowd shots. They exactly. show people laughing. They Dude. show. The, it's not just the camera on the person. Yeah. So I think maybe that's what. This was a long roundabout way of saying I didn't enjoy the stand-up portions of <laughs> of this movie well, right. because they weren't funny. No, but it, I know the reasons why they weren't funny. Well, and it's like I think a lot of that is character arcing. Yeah. Like, again, man, like, you you get these things of like you don't want to be like Sam doing the I am Sam right. joke. You know right. I mean? And some of it was intentional. It's like Sam is not funny. Their friend was not funny. So we're, he's supposed to be not funny. I get it. But it's, Bo Burnham was also not that funny. And, and he's a tremendous, tremendous comedian. Dude, I love he's one Bo of the Burnham. best. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I think he's hilarious. But not so much in this movie. You you talked about earlier things coming back around yeah. is towards the end when he's doing his stand-up comedy and he's she yells out oh the heckling is literally like word for word from what he told her earlier but now he's doing it in a stand-up bit oh yeah and that that was that was again it's a it's a typical formulaic rom-com type of deal oh they broke up they're not going to get back together but then they have this you know a a second Um, meet cute meet cute yeah they have this second meet cute sandwich (laughs) 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 so that happens in romantic comedies where you know oh they're not getting back together but then oh here's this moment yes but that moment again felt more real than typical dude romantic comedies it felt like a real moment between two people most of the feeling had nothing to do with what they were actually saying it was, it was more in their eyes and the way they looked at each other and smiled Dude, and that's that's props to their acting that's props yeah. to the writing and like at that point i think as a viewer like because you're you've been on this journey like i yeah. i would like the the moment where i started tearing up was only about halfway through the film yeah and i was like damn man like what the hell else is gonna be on this next hour you know, and so like at this point, I was like, "There's this," and again, I didn't know that this was about Kumail's life. Right, like neither. it would have been easy to look it up and be like, "Oh, duh," right? <laughs> you know what I mean? Or, or the the huge clue that his name in the movie is Kumail, <laughs> <laughs> which I didn't put two and two together on Jesus. that one either. I thought they were just like, I, I guess they just figured his name could be Kumail. Yeah, Nobody dude, knows him at that yeah. point, or at least you know, maybe not. I don't yeah. know. I didn't know Kumail Nanjani until yeah. recently. Um, but no, I, like, I, I don't remember what I was even going to say, but oh, I didn't expect them to get together. And then like she shows up at that show and you're just like, damn. Yeah. Right in the feels again. Right. And, and it was... It didn't feel like, oh God, of course they got together no, type of deal. It, it, it felt like this it earned a- it. It earned the movie earned that moment, right. unlike a lot of romance movies. Absolutely. Um I think I think we're at the point where we're yeah, ready. I, I'm yep. ready. Um so let's start with the prove it. Is they're trying to prove Kumail is the funniest actor working today? I would say they proved it in the sense that he is one of and if he, you know, off the top of my head, is he the funniest person? Is he my favorite f- comedy actor? I don't think so. But it, it similar to the the John Williams, it's yeah. he's not one that I would argue. So they sure. proved it in a sense that 
Sure. He definitely is one of, and he's not one that I would argue against. Yeah. Yeah, I'd agree with Shane. Um, I think the listener request took a different approach to what normal funny would be, but I think they were still able to prove it with the route that this movie took. Yeah, for sure. And I, I, I sorry to, no, but, but before you go, I also want to add that part of what makes him such an enjoyably funny actor, he is incredibly, incredibly likable. I mean, just from the get-go, you like him. In in everything I've seen him in, I just you just like him. And that's mm-hmm. something that you can't really work on. You just have it or you don't, and he does. Yeah, so kudos yeah. to him for that. Um, I will say, I, I, I'm not going to hate if anyone says this is proven. I'm going to say it's still up in the air, right? Like, there are other act, comedic actors I love more than Kumail. I, I agree. I, I do, too. I will say, though, this opened my eyes 100% to, A, his other acting abilities, and, B, I want to see him in other things. Like, I, yeah. I wouldn't have given The Eternals, the new Marvel series. Like, when they cast him, I was like, what the hell is Kumail <laughs> right? doing in The right? Eternals? Is it, are they going to make this funny? Or, yeah, uh, but no. And now, I'm sure there will be humor that, in I it. I mean, that could have definitely been based off for the, sure. the big sick alone, because he was great in this movie, acting-wise. Mm-hmm. No, for sure. And I was like, eh, whatever. But now I'm, I'm all in. I'm excited to see what is in store mm-hmm. for Kumail. Like, have you seen Stupor? I have not. Okay, it's it's a okay movie. The writing's not as yeah. not great, but he is hilarious. And the interaction and Dave Bautista's a funny dude too. And the interaction mm-hmm. between those two is tremendous. Oh, yeah. So yeah, I, he he is. He's definitely one. When he comes out with something, I will watch it, and that's enough for me to say this is right. proven. Right. And and yeah, I think. I think uh, I will have to see more of his stuff because I'm I'm becoming a fan. He, have you guys seen Silicon Valley? No. no, I don't like that. Those people in that. T.J. Miller. Him, uh, <laughs> Verizon guy, isn't it? Isn't he? Yeah, Tom, I Thomas Middleton. Can't Ditch. stand it. I don't think anybody in that show is funny. Uh, is Kamile in it? I don't Kumail, remember. Yeah, him in Kumail, it. So it's like a. Uh, okay, so they I, live in a house of programmers, and I, I, one of them. I can't yeah, stand which, T.J. Miller Shane, or Verizon like guy. Either of those two. The, it, it, and I'm dead ass honest. It is one of the like top three best comedy series I've ever seen. Really? Yeah. Well, and comedy. <laughs> I mean, that's it's a so much it, about opinion. It does no for sure, and I get that. It it you guys liked uh, Arrested Development? Yeah. yeah. It's it's like that where nothing good can happen to these people, and it kind of runs its course after like three or four seasons, and you're like, eh, whatever. Right. But dude, the first couple seasons, I I freaking love it. It's so great. Hmm. So. Well, uh, yeah, I say so. Two yes proven and one yeah. neutral up yeah, in the air. Yeah, still, yeah, yeah, <laughs> okay, yeah. fair enough. So let's call it proven. Yes, proven. Glad we watched this. Uh, let's rate it then. Yeah. too. Um, I'm not gonna go first. You all right? I'll, I'll start off, and and I'm gonna start it off. Uh, high. High. I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it a nine point two five. I, I, Damn, I think it that's I, higher than I thought. I, I think it's like you said, there's very little that you can point to as being bad. Um, some of the stand up didn't work, some of that was intentional, some of it not, and that's why it's not in that A plus territory for me. I mean, um, it's an A for you anyway. Yes, so. uh, no, it, I, <laughs> yes, but that's what's holding it back from being uh, that top, top tier. The acting, I think, is is tremendous. It, it's it's 
natural and very good without feeling showboaty. And there are many moments in this movie where it could have been showboaty and it mm-hmm. could have been terrible. Mm-hmm. Uh, the chemistry between not only the two leads, but but everybody, essentially, uh, was fantastic. The writing is incredible. Everything works. The, the, the drama, the comedy, everything. Everything works except for some of the stand-up portion of the movie, which yeah. kind of bugged me. For sure. Steve, do you want to write it? Do you want me to go? I'll go. Um, I'm not going to be as high as Shane, but uh, I really enjoyed this movie, and I'm glad uh, the listener requests this because, yeah. honestly, like Shane said, I would have never watched this movie when it came out in 2017, yeah. and it got all the praise. I was like, eh, that's not really my right. type of movie at yeah. all. Um, But I think I'm going to give it a... Eight and a half. Eight point five. All right. I I am I am closer to Steve. Um and honestly, I'm wondering if I need to raise it, but I'm at eight point seven five. Like this this movie is like a testament of why we do listener requests. Like yeah. this this and y- you're one hundred percent right because I would not have watched this movie. Right. This and Whiplash, dude, are <laughs> yeah, like, Whiplash is one of my favorite movies ever. And that's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> this... If if I want to go out and, and like, write a movie myself, I am watching The Big Sick. I am watching Whiplash. I am, yeah. I am studying what they did and how they built their characters and, and just learning from these movies because it is so good. And yeah. So... And 100% deserved its, its Academy nomination. Absolutely. It, it's incredible writing. So the final score for the big sick is eight point eight four. A minus. It is the twenty third ranked movie. Top twenty five. That's not bad. That's, that's, that's very good. That's out almost of, like spot on with what Rotten Tomatoes had yeah. for both critics and Yeah. We we were a little bit higher. Plays up four twenty. Yeah. <laughs> uh but no, out of three hundred and twenty some movies now, it is top twenty five. Good. So hell yeah. It deserves it. Um let's do a little game of Pop Quiz Asshole. I really feel like this pop quiz asshole. Like it's very aggressive for a movie <laughs> like The Big Sick. <laughs> what do you like better, this or <laughs> exactly? I, I mean, this is top twenty-three, so we're talking about. Uh, yeah, this is gonna be difficult. This is gonna be tough. It should yeah. be uh, a quiet place. This. This. Memento. Uh, this. I, um, I'm I'm not as high on Christopher Nolan as most people are. This. I think Memento loses its charm after like one or two watches. I think this would it, it's continue. a it's a uh, yeah yeah this uh, Shawshank this this I think Shawshank Shawshank is a fantastic movie, but I think this yeah. is is more subtle and t- and it has a wide wider array of context where Shawshank's just a prison movie. Die hard. Die hard. Die hard. Stop. I, I mean, I'm literally wearing... <laughs> <laughs> you are wearing a Nakatomi Plaza. Uh, the Conjuring. Oh, man. Um, uh, I think The Conjuring. Yeah. They did I, a lot of that games. is my number one horror movie, maybe of all time. Yeah, The Conjuring's pretty good. Whiplash. Whiplash. I didn't see Whiplash. I, I, that's, that's, that would be on the short list of favorite yeah. movies ever. Yeah. Uh, Stand By Me. This. I hate to say it, but this, this man, I hate to this say it. This is better. I'd rather watch Stand By Me, and it would make a, it'd be higher on my favorites list. Jaws. This. Damn. <laughs> damn. Ah, <laughs> uh, damn. Jaws. 
I like Jaws, but I think Jaws this. only because I think it it, it has a dude and it's bigger impact in the history of cinema. It stood the test of time. Yes, like uh, the Peanut Butter Falcon. Peanut Butter Falcon. This. This. Right. This. That's weird to say. No, I. I it, Peanut Butter Falcon is is a movie about it's how it makes you feel. As far as the writing, I think that I had a lot of issues with the writing. Platoon. Mm, damn. This. Mm, this. Damn. <laughs> Platoon. Ex Machina. Ex Machina. Ex Machina. Yep. Ex Machina. Uh, Life is Beautiful. I haven't seen that Oof. one. I haven't seen it either. Um, I'd say Life is Beautiful. Even though you're sitting there reading subtitles, I think that's one of the things that like makes it so much better. Because you're sitting there listening, watching this movie in a different language, yeah. and it's still able to hit home with really? you. Really? Yeah. Uh, we'll do another Ray Romano film, Paddleton. Oh. Dude, those, are, those movies are... Both are tremendous. Less than 10 spots apart on our show. Um, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to say Paddleton because I think that was funnier. Yeah, I'm going to go I with don't know. Paddleton as well. I, I Draw? <laughs> uh, last one we'll do. Uh, I didn't tell me if you haven't seen it. Uh, First Man. I haven't seen it. I've seen First Man. Um, wolf. <laughs> <laughs> That's a toughie. All right, uh, say this. I'm gonna be honest. I would. I if given the choice between watching First Man and rewatching this, I'd probably choose this. See, Interesting. See, I'm a I'm a sucker for space movies, so I'd say First Man. I'm a I'm a sucker for avoiding Ryan Gosling movies. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> Wait, hang on, hang on. Pop quiz, asshole. Kamel or Ryan Gosling? Kamel. <laughs> I, all day, every day. I'm a driver, not a daddy. <laughs> <laughs> I never oh. had a daddy. God, he's bad. <laughs> I hate him so much. Look at all this range. <laughs> oh, I hate him. All right, so 8.84, is that what I said? Something, yeah. yeah. No, a-, a minus, a very, yeah. very good. If you haven't seen this and, and or you've been avoiding it for some reason like yeah. we have... Watch it, please. A minus uh, for the big sick. Again, join us online at moviereviewcrew.com. Uh, again, request movies. Please, like like I said, Whiplash, this movie. I mean, there are others. Yes. Those are yes. just the two standouts in my mind that we've that we've had listeners request. But please. And even the ones we don't like, I've watched something I... Mo- a lot of times it's, it's forcing right. me to watch something I otherwise wouldn't have. Exactly. Or to re-examine a movie I have... It, for yes. whatever reason, keep them coming because I, I love doing listener yeah, requests. I do too. And I'm excited to hear what you guys have to say about Tango and Cash. Yes. Oh, you know I love that movie. Because that, that is one of my favorite <laughs> yes. action movies of all time. Yes. So join us on Thursday for Tango and Cash. Uh, again, moviereviewcrew.com. We're also on Letterboxd. Uh, we'll, we'll get an about page on our website so people can just link through to our letterbox. I think that would be a good idea to do. Uh, but someone on the show. Tell your friends. Hey, guys. Oh, big golfs, huh? All right. Well, see you later. Good day, sir. You're a... Sir, I said good day. Yeah. See ya. Hasta la vista, baby. This has been the Movie Review Crew Podcast. Remember to find us online on your favorite social media apps and go to our website, moviereviewcrew.com. Yeah. Linger, man. Yeah, totally. Linger. Hardcore.